0: We're back doing a podcast, guys. I feel like it's been like two weeks. Seriously, bro. Uh, oh, we might have little been a little hurts. bit earlier, there, but listen, it's been a while since we've done that because it's been literally like two weeks since we've done a podcast. I've been sick, but now we're back. You guys know what it is, baby. It's the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin, powered by Dimers. You want to directly support the show on this beautiful Wednesday morning? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Head over to BetMGM and www.dimers.com/ADED. Uh, BetMGM is all reliable for us, and we mm-hmm. hope it is for you. Bet $20 and win $100 in free bets. Great way to start off on a new book, and you will be supporting us and helping us on this long journey in this podcasting and content creation world. So, we have a big show today. We are bouncing around between Multiple different sports uh, as the national championship is, you know, five to six days away and, and hockey's going off. So tell these lovely yeah, people sure. what we're doing
1: on this Wednesday. So today we'll be getting into our national championship predictions, kind of break down the game a little bit. But honestly, the hottest, spiciest part of the show probably will be getting to this little opt-out debate because during these bowl sure. games, a lot of these players have been opting out. Coaches have been opting out. Players have been transferring, so we'll have a little debate about how we feel about that. But first, I kind of want to dig into my guy, Joel Troel, the process, Embiid, has been snapping. December December Eastern Conference Player of the Month. People were thinking Fred VanVleet could have got that. I've seen someone else was a nominee, but it's Joel Embiid. Six of his last seven games had 30 points. Just coming off a 30-point triple-double versus the Rockets. Had a 40-point OT win with a fadeaway, not at the buzzer, but a game-winner versus Celtics. Has absolutely had the Sixers team on his back. We've we wrote riddled with the Ben Simmons situation. We've re- it with COVID. And it, I mean, Tobias Harris is a $185 million trash can. I'm officially off that train. But
0: <laughs> trash can. Our
1: stalwart, our consistent rock, and I'm ready to say it, a top five player in the league, Joel Embiid, has been leading us. We're not. I mean, I think we're what to be a 6C right now, 7 5C right now. 5C. And four-game win streak as well. The four game win, but it's, It will be asinine if this front office doesn't get Embiid some help by the trade deadline. If you see what this man is doing, 7-1, 7-2, going coast-to-coast, Euro-stepping, crossing over, step back, in your face, give me that split-cack, in his prime, (laughs) off a year where he should have won MVP, and you have Ben Simmons telling you all to fuck off, getting engaged to someone else, I, get this man some, I don't understand, we only get these opportunities so many times, it was Allen Iverson. If you want to say there was a stretch with Iguodala and Drew Hardy, but it wasn't really a real thing. This is the last real thing we had as a, as a team, as a team is with the Sixers. This is the last real thing we've had. Get this man some help by the deadline. That's all I have about my Sixers. Joel Embiid, oh, final thought. I also like, there's been Jokic, yeah, James Harden, Giannis, all these guys. Joel Embiid's a top five player in this league. It's time we said people have been putting it all. They put him in like the top ten, seven, eight. He's a top five player in this league, and that's all I have to say about Joel. Indeed.
0: Well, he's also what is he averaging like twenty six and a half a game
1: in the month of December? He averaged twenty nine, eleven, and four. And if you
0: remember, we're we are coming up on the one year mark since we started doing everything, and I believe it was in February or March. Was it the walkout? No, that was that was when we were still here, um, but it was when we were talking about our mid awards and it was Embiid for MVP and he was averaging like 31 oh yeah, yeah, yeah so we're already at 26 I think the leader is um Durant right now but he's most people's MVP right now yep um but Embiid is literally just taking this team to a new level because at the beginning of the season being a Knicks fan I was like bro I'm loving where the Knicks are right now and <laughs> they destroyed the Sixers in like one of their first couple games Facts. And I was like, these Sixers, I don't know where they're going to find it, but they got to get it together. And when you get your your MVP and be basically being that leader and that facilitator on the floor. And
1: he's not even your highest paid player.
0: And he's not your highest paid player. So, I mean, the Sixers are in a prime position right now. Um, I think if they stay in the five, I don't know what it would look like, but if they stay. Do you see I them getting think, any higher don't than don't the
1: think, five? I honestly, I don't think we can stay in the five. Just we're not – we don't have the same depth we always had. Obviously, defensively, we're strong. But, I mean, we're a COVID case, two COVID cases away from being an eight-man Well, lineup. you already see what the Eagles then, have with COVID. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. That's a whole other story. But I, if this holds up, like, we've seen players right. Obviously, Russell Westbrook has gotten MVP as a team with a six seed because he had the most double doubles ever. We see some players get serious consideration when their team's like in a four seed, three seed. I don't think we can do that, and Joel B can lead us there. I see it as a five, six seed, maybe a 1st round exit. If we don't get him some help, there's some names out there. But I don't want to get too deep into it. That's a whole other podcast, but just please get this man Joel B some help because there's only so many times you see – this big, this athletic, this elusive, and this man that plays with so much heart and so much of a triple on his shoulder on your team—it needs to happen now.
0: Does him getting help mean fi- finally finalize this trade with Ben Simmons so they can get him? Finalize else?
1: the trade with Ben Simmons, fi- like I, something. Just get like, and it doesn't need to be a player. We've been we've been trying to like Ben Simmons is nice. We need a second piece that can go get his dub, his twenty five without Joel and be worried about it. Kind of like a Devin Booker CP situation where it's like, all right, Dev, you're the guy. People can argue, but you're the guy, Dev. You're gonna get a start. Th- you're thirty. You're twenty eight. But CP's gonna steady get his twenty and ten. Some nights he's gonna get twenty five. A night he might have three threes. Like take the complete load off of Devin Booker. Like that's what Tobias Harris supposed to do. He just has fucking sucked. So Joel and B hasn't really had that since but Jimmy Butler. So
0: Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Well if now obviously this is dumb to say but uh the heater in the fourth, so that would like let's just say everything ended today the they would play Jimmy Butler <laughs> in the heat which would be fucking hilarious and also let's just do a little quick snippet here on the on the Bulls
1: because I don't think many Facts. people had these Bulls Oh the other the other Eastern Conference player of the month possibility was DeRozan and people felt like DeRozan oh, got snubbed Oh my snuck. god how about the back to back back to back game winners Ew like what kind of I poetry I don't know what to say about this movie. like is MJ with him in those moments the one he literally I don't think he knew how much time was left he just stepped so, into it I think just, it was the first one bro cash.
0: the first one he was like it was literally on one leg I'm saying he walked in he, it he didn't, one leg, I don't think he knew how much time three, was left like, it what? looked like he
1: like didn't get like, literally just didn't give a fuck like oh time's over like ah uh, and, just,
0: and then the next time like they're showing the highlights of everything when he when he gets the second one the ne- the very next day I literally thought it was a replay of the night before right like, I wasn't, like, obviously I didn't because it was a whole new team. Right. But I'm it like, wait, didn't night. I just see this, bro? Yeah, yeah. Like, So that's crazy. And they're on, like, a seven-game skid. They haven't lost since, like, December 11th he, he, or something. He deserves
1: some shouts. But, seven-game but like, win streak, bro. It's the Bulls. Like, look at the Bulls roster. Look at the Sixers roster. Like, what Joel right. has been doing for December. Like, hey. But also,
0: just, like, looking at this Bulls team, who would have had them at 25 and 10 after 35 games? Yeah, of the they're, no, they're serious. Literally leading the league. So if you're Lonzo Ball, you're hyper-cell that you got moved. Caruso, your hype is all you got moved because you got out of that toxic environment over in L.A. and I'm sure he would have wanted to stay there because you're staying with LeBron and Ross just came in. And we got all these guys. Nope, I'm loving my time. Uh, that's cr- I'm I'm happy for that. One guys. thing when it
1: comes to the Bulls because people kind of have a sour taste in their mouth when they think about the Marty Rosen in the playoffs and the Marty Rosen leading a team. That's when he had Kyle Lowry as his second fiddle. No shade to Kyle Lowry, but those Toronto teams were kind of set where DeRozan's going to get his 25, 26 to 30, and then Kyle, I need you to get yours as well, and it wasn't as consistent. Zach Levine is that guy where he can go for 40, damn near 50, go unconscious for DeMar DeRozan. They, I mean, Lonzo Ball's shooting better. He's shooting better every single year. This year, he's getting, his three lines are like two and a half now, and he's cashing them. Caruso, obviously, is Caruso. Vucevic is someone that I like. They have pieces. So I'm interested to watch this whole team down the stretch. They could do they could do something. I am just don't know. I mean, with KB and them guys coming there, Kyrie trying to play now. I don't know. I don't know. It's
0: going to be a fun uh, next couple of months as we get into the midseason um, awards, and then we kind of get down the stretch of April, May. want to run that back again with the midseason awards? We can totally Let's do that, that, that yeah, again yeah, because so. it's going to be a lot different this year, I think. Because, Facts. I mean, if you're looking at Let's just name this off. As we wrap this this part of the show up, in your top six right now, it's Bulls, Nets, Bucks, Heat, Sixers, Cavs. So let's say we were at the midseason and we have, you know, we're through twenty five games or we're through thirty-five games. So we need another seven games and yeah. we're at the halfway point. Let's just say everything stays like this. Your midseason awards aren't gonna be guys on the Raptors, aren't gonna be guys on the Hornets, the Wizards, especially right. the Hawks, because they're not anywhere like that's why it's gonna be so weird and so different because the Cavs are in it, right? The Bulls are in it. So that's why I'm excited for that. Obviously, we're going to put KD up there. We'll put beat yeah, up obviously. there. But you know, like DeMar DeRozan would be on there. He wasn't anywhere near that last year. Yes. So it's also something to think about. Um, okay, we're going to move on now, and we're going to go to hockey. I'm wearing my Rangers quarter zip today. I got my Rangers hat on because this team is the best team in hockey. It is <laughs> reminding me of 2014 2015 and 2016 new york rangers i'm so happy to see this team playing well um a lot of young guys a lot of young talent that's stepping up and i'm so excited for them. i mean i remember in 2014 when they were in the cup against the kings and i thought that was the year and then Mm -hmm. henrik laying down i've said this on this podcast before but henrik laying down face down after they scored that ot winner and um and they lost it there that was the start of the decline 2015 they still made the playoffs 2016 they still made the playoffs and then it was done um and then they haven't. They And and Elaine Vigneault left, went to the Flyers after another missed playoffs. And then the Flyers sucked with him. And now he's gone. We got an interim coach in Philadelphia for the Flyers. Um, it's very different. But I wasn't picturing this team being a number one ranked team this almost at the halfway point in the season. Um, and just things that are very, very alarming for other teams is... This rookie, this second-year goaltender, Igor Shosturkin, is thank you. second. Thank
1: you. so. I'm sorry, but thank you so much because I was looking into the Rangers today, and I was seeing he was snapping. I'm like, how the fuck do you say his name? I need Alex to say yeah. it for me one so time. Yeah, people say, like, Shosturkin is
0: Igor Shosturkin. <laughs> but anyway, he's second in save percentage among everybody in this league. He's got two shutouts this year as well. Um, obviously, the the leader in in, in shutouts is at five. That I'm not really highlighting that. I'm hi- highlighting save percentage he was also hurt a little bit there were some COVID issues this year being able to bounce back um they have alexander georgiev as well i'm loving where this team is right now and the fact that we're now in the month of henrik lundqvist and as we get ready to retire his jersey and everything um when you have a guy like igor come in you got big role big shoes to fill and a big role to play and you're doing it just fine also to take note of here chris Kreider. Cannot stop scoring goals. In 50 games last season, 50 games last season, he scored 20 goals. In 34 games this season, he scored 20 goals. He's great in the power play. He sticks right in the slot, and he gets his tip-in goals right in front of the net. That's really how he's scoring his goals. And I'm loving where Panarin is right now. He's he's a dog leading in assists right now on this team. Um, obviously, stats-wise, if you look and you compare the stats for this team against other players and other teams they're not that high up i mean the goals are for Crider. he's top five in goals he might be top three in goals but that doesn't really matter because the team is playing so well they just came off back-to-back wins against the lightning in tampa Saw that. and at home against tampa i literally i've already been telling people this is the cup year Whew. not to win the cup I, well obviously i want to see him win the cup but i want to see them there and I, and, and i'm 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 already saying it right now it's been decided. I'm going to an Eastern Conference final game because this team, I'm not going to a first round game. I, I don't see it because if I, like why would I, I see how good this team is right now? I'm not wasting that time, that experience, that money to go see a first round playoff game. We're going to the Eastern Conference final game. I already talked to some people that I know. It's it's I, I hear you, bro. It's it's Eastern Conference final game or bust. And then when and then. I uh, it's already been decided here. Ready? This is the whole plan. Easter conference final game We go up to new york. We make a whole video on the game We love the game watch the rangers win Then they go to the cup. They win the cup. We go to the parade. We make a whole nother video bang content content so Is this too early to say hundred and ten percent? Am I am I very high on life on on where this team sits right now? Yes, because I didn't think this team was going to be here at all I am just so ecstatic at where they are. And when you look at these teams and these opponents that they're playing, they're blowing these guys out. They are just flat out the better team. And even better yet, I get to go to next Saturday, I get to go to, I got box seats. I'm going to see Flyers, Rangers at Wells Fargo Center. And I hate going to Wells Fargo Center for a New York game. I just right, hate bro. these Philly fans, bro. I'm t- right, I bro. I want to go to Madison Square Garden you know I and mean? be with my people. Be with my people. Sing the ghost song when the Rangers score. Whatever.
1: Fuck your ghost song, bro.
0: Doesn't matter. Since the Flyers suck so much, I'm All not worried right. about this game. I'm not worried. And and it's not really I'm not gonna they've had a lot of coaching issues. You know what I mean? I bet on them last night. Um against the Ducks and they lost four to one. So thank you for that. I'm done. I, I need to just retire for the rest of the year. I'm betting on the Flyers until they get a new coach, until they figure out what the hell's going on. Um but I will say a funny stat on the Flyers too. Travis Konechny um missed his first game due to COVID in six seasons. four hundred and three games straight that he right played there. missed his missed one game due to covid six straight seasons starting every game that's not that boy, that's
1: nuts, that boy tk dog I'm a, I, this is like because listen this is this is like the the funny part about our show right he's a rangers fan giants fan Knicks fan i'm an eagles fan so it's gonna get really fucking annoying i think it's really annoying because i have to like act like i give a shit like even an ounce of shit about the rangers but i'm gonna give you your congratulations just slow down a little bit with the eastern Conference finals All that talk. I mean, you guys had a really good November, December honestly year, a couple losses coming on their way. But I mean, I can't deny the Rangers are playing unbelievable hockey. Like, even to start the year, I'm looking at the lines, like, just from my standpoint, I'm like, all right, we're going to fade the Rangers here. We're going to fade the Rangers here. And they just I I go back and look at the scores like, oh, they won here. Oh, they won here. Oh, they won here. One interesting stat I saw was like 29 points through 20 games under Gallant, which is the most points they've had through 20 games since 86, 87 when they had 30. And that's so why, your cup talk was like, I'm I hear it. Well,
0: that's why I like this, this new coach this year. He's from Vegas. And if you guys don't remember, in the inaugural season for the Vegas Golden Knights, where did they go? They went to the cup. They did lose. Very true. But they went to the cup. So they stole that coach after three after three seasons um with Vegas. And then Now he's here, and we're back to winning culture. Also, it's very exciting for New York fans to see the Rangers playing this good because right now, outside the Knicks, that are up and down, it's a very weird seesaw. The Knicks suck. This is what we have to look forward to. right? We know the the Giants are a lost cause, and they already basically threw in the towel. And the Yankees have a lot of moves to make and a lot of money that they need to pay out. So, and we're not really focusing on that right now. I don't, because I don't, personally, I don't even want to think about it. (laughs) So, the Rangers right now are who we actually get to be excited for. And that's also part of the reason, too. So, yeah. Is it a little bit, like, delusional?
1: Absolute pain. That's all I heard was just absolute pain. A
0: little bit. It is a little bit delusional. But it's just because I'm so excited because there's a team that, there's a New York team right now that we actually can be excited for because they're one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league and you, most people are like, you can't disagree with that. The stats don't lie. I'm not talking about player stats. Connor McDavid, Alexander Ovechkin, you guys are the best goal scorers in the league. I'm not saying any of the guys on the Rangers are. Team-wise, they're playing really, really good hockey, and I cannot wait to see. We're going to be following them a little bit more now just because they're my team, and they're my favorite team, and they're playing so well. If the team was down in the dumps, like, we wouldn't talk too much about it, but as we get to the midseason you point,
1: we're talk about the Flyers. Yeah, that's why we're not talking about the
0: Flyers. Because like, what, what do people want to hear about the Flyers? Everybody knows they suck. And when people, when Philadelphia fans like hear the Flyers suck, I know what they do. They turn it off. They don't want yeah, to hear about check. it. You don't want to hear about it, like, especially
1: if you're a guy like me. Like you don't want to hear. It. I will completely listen. Flyers move and grooving. Even if we're okay, a little bit of a pop up, I'll watch a little bit of a... And, yeah, we uh, still we are, watch. We're a couple points out of the Wild career, so it's not. You do You just over, don't want to hear it. It's it's a little ugly right now, and we're. Uh, people like me because uh, fires are reeling this way right now well, all right also, let's turn the team bro
0: way. everyone's like saying the same thing they need a new coach they need they they, they tried to, to rebuild the defense so cardhart didn't get yeah, killed right. again this year we need now we need better goal scorers is Clause root done on the Flyers? Yep. it's all the same thing nobody wants to hear about it so then when you get a team like this where it's like wow i haven't seen the rangers be this good since 2014 2015 2016 maybe half the season in 2017 I'm excited. What I'm full, ecstatic what for it. What a full
1: circle moment! Last year we were just talking about the D'Angelo, or the fuck his name was on this podcast. Oh my Fight god, yeah, we were talking about shit. Tony Tony
0: D'Angelo. <laughs> literally almost, almost probably two weeks ago from now, a year ago. That's crazy. It was like we were like right at the end of January. I don't even know when the last one we did, when the first one we did. It was I think it was Wildcard Weekend, but that wasn't our official one. That our official yeah, was, first yeah. one together was the Tony D'Angelo one, yeah, which is right. literally at the end of January. And then right after that we did the. We had another uh I think we did the midseason awards right there too. Yep. So we're coming full circle on the on the full year moment. So we will be doing a whole um a whole what's it called? Just like a, a yearly review and Man, we'll, we'll do a moving. segment on that.
1: That's how you know times fast you fashion having fun, because I didn't even realize like we're coming up on the year. On thing, the year. Just... And
0: then also when this I I haven't told many this yet, and I'm actually saying this live for you guys, but after the LA vlog drops, we're gonna be doing like a 30 to 35 minute podcast after the video is out just discussing our experience with both of the two trips <laughs> from auburn and from la
1: but well, we kind of talked about that
0: yeah but I, i've been seeing some people that have been doing it when they go on trips and then they talk about it after and for the people that don't know you guys can hear like the nitty-gritty stuff um and i think it'll be pretty fun because it won't be like our technical sports stuff it'll literally be just us talking about what happened on these two trips uh what the details were how it actually went for us, and what might be in the future for trips. Maybe we won't touch too much on that. But, okay, it's time for college uh, football, bowl games, opt-outs. Coach, uh, Kirk Kirk <laughs>
1: natty, 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 You want to go to natty, natty
0: Chip? All right, you don't? Okay.
1: Natty, daddy. Because I will the mention Georgia Kurt, fucking Bulldogs are going to win the I Natty. won't mention Kirk. I was... Yeah, well, Kirk, we'll get to Kirk. We'll get to Kirk. Yeah, he has a little... We got to, to talk to him. But the Georgia fucking Bulldogs. I know you're going to be a Bama Mine backer. Minus three favorites, those, That That's egregious. Now, that makes me a little... I'm going to have to back the money line. I can't. You know what I mean? We know what this game's going to be. But, like, just think about it. That's four straight wins versus Curry Smart for Alabama. Last two have been 41-24. and 24. The first two are by one possession. You could give a serious argument that they're one... Coach's decision from pulling a quarterback away from winning a national championship over Alabama because Tua Tagovailoa came in and just absolutely changed the game. Absolutely left his stamp on that. Easily could have been a national championship for the Georgia Bulldogs. They're ah. – when you look at the, what, the way Bama played versus Cincy, right, you lose Mechie. It's awful. You lose Mechie. You're down James Williams. Now, Georgia doesn't have Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, Bush. They don't have that. But this is like what people are saying the best defense of all time. I wasn't ready to put him there, but this is definitely one of the best
0: defense we have
1: ever seen. For
0: Michigan, it was the two best defenses.
1: Brian Robinson like rushed for what? 100,000 yards versus Cincinnati? This is not going to happen versus Georgia. Last time, last time he played Georgia, he rushed for 3.4 yards a carry. I'm just saying this is going to be a whole different kind of game. Stetson Bennett see. just threw for 310, and three tutties. That man's feeling good was like top three in yards per attempt this year. So he's not that kind of dink and dunk kind of guy, but they're going to have to play that game versus Bavon because they're not going to be over the top. It's going to be a whole different ball game. I'm there's hard to beat a team five times in a row, and these are not regular. These are four straight huge games. I'm talking Atlanta, SEC chip. I'm talking college football playoff, college football national championship. It's hard to beat a team five times in a row of games like that.
0: Heisman Trophy winner
1: perform better. But see, that's where my, it's a it's not a good matchup this for This is your game. Since did he how comfortable do he look versus Cincinnati in your opinion? How comfortable do he look?
0: First of all, he didn't look too comfortable and neither did the team.
1: So, and how, also when
0: we're getting bullshit penalties.
1: Okay. I'm after
0: familiar. bullshit penalties, and I'm not saying like they were bullshit calls. No, I'm no, saying no, bullshit yeah, like yeah, they were like bad, bad penalties. penalties yeah. And this is Nick Saban's worst nightmare. Like, I can't only imagine what the hell he was saying at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> like,
1: bro. Yeah, bro. That's what he does. <laughs> like, bro. I love that. I heard Nick say it, bro. I love that shit. Just mean mugging, bro. That shit
0: After awesome. all these dumb penalties. And if we do this again, and you can go mess around and do that against Cincinnati. We can't do that against Georgia. Here's no. the other thing, too. This is why this is exciting for sports bettors, because you see a game like that, right? You see how Alabama played, and then you see how Georgia played against Michigan. Two completely different opponents that they had to play against. Two completely different offenses and two completely different defenses that played, like I said again, way different, you know, seesaw teams, right? Michigan you probably put up here, Cincinnati down here. Cincinnati, your best team that you played all year was UCF. Completely besides the point. When I look at Bama here, and I look about who I'm going to bet on, it's weird because you're like damn bama played like shit against cincinnati team but it was cincinnati so do i was this like a oh bama plays like shit now the books are gonna go all crazy because bama played like shit so now i'm like all right well do i take a step back and be like all right well we gotta ride georgia here but then if i ride georgia here it's like wait well then bama is gonna come out and play like alabama football and then do the thing and win the game so now it's like
1: but that's not this like. That's why it's, it's weird. It's not an overreaction because they played like shit versus Tennessee. They played like shit versus Auburn. They played like shit. They did play shit. They played Auburn. like shit versus A They played like shit versus Arkansas. You need to apply pressure this is a to re- Bryce Young. And that's what Auburn did. This is a reoccurring thing. Now the thing about Bama is like it's always weird because we just seem like yeah down the stretch. So in the month of December, I'm pretty sure they didn't cover versus Auburn. They didn't cover versus Arkansas. No, they didn't cover versus Auburn at all. They didn't cover versus another team it was like a 14 point spread i want to say it was florida maybe another team that month no florida was earlier on in the season but then they come the next they, in the SC championship they come against georgia and they look like fucking world beaters again so that's the thing about about at bama is like they can only be like shit for so long like saban probably got into their ass oh, but totally. one thing i'll say about like i think the books are correct because if you look at the years how you how are you gonna put bama as a favorite because the whole vegas thing is all power rankings like georgia's power ranking is ahead of bama In the eyes of the books because the record, the games that Bam has played like shit, and how how Georgia's looked. Well, my thing is though, so if we had to run the ball essentially 10 straight, almost 15 straight times versus Cincinnati, we were afraid to stretch the ball on that defense. And they were kind of making us uncomfortable in some situations. What the fuck is Georgia gonna do? Firing off blitzes, fire (laughs) blitzes, quarter blitzes, Kirby Smart's probably looking his chops. This is I'm I'm 0-4 in these big games versus these guys. This is my best defense ever. The fast, if he, if I just can't stress it enough. If he was uncomfortable against Cincinnati's front seven and their linebackers, Georgia might have a field day. They might. That's like might. the, um. One thing I will say, Jamison Williams, now Mechie's down, so you think, okay, so teams can adjust to Jamison Williams. He's not going to be able to get loose. He still got loose for Cincinnati for a big play. Burned Georgia for two big plays in the in the SEC championship game. I still think he might get loose, but just the fact that they can be able to contain him a little bit more, because the one thing that's so demoralizing when you play Bam is like, Yep, Mechie, 15 yard pop here. Yep, Mechie, 12 yard curl. Yep, Mechie on the sideline, comeback. Oh, Jamison Williams and the steamy post on the backside. He forgot about him. And then it's like 14 nothing I know like That's where he gets demoralized and playing Mammoth. So that's another little dynamic that he got hurt in the SC Championship game. I don't exactly remember when that exactly happened. But I mean, that's just a whole different storyline for game planning, a bunch of different things in that game. So it will be interesting to watch as well.
0: Well, that's why it's like, it, it takes me back to like that Brandon Staley conversation too, because it's like, we can't lose five times in a row. No, no, no. You know what I mean? No. Like, it's the same thing. It's the no, same, it's the same I, concept. I, I
1: think you're going to see a hungry, like, they might they like they, they might need to be contained in the locker room for this game. Like, this is going to be a pumped up, like, the, this is George's year. And it, it felt like that the one year when it, when Tua came in and busted their ass at the end. Like, oh, my God, finally Georgia's about to get one. Because I don't think they've won since 80, 82. Like, they're well, they also, fiending for one down there.
0: I mean, I feel like... I'm going to just have to lean towards Alabama in this game and and a completely understandable bet. I saw the I took the money line already and I can still like go back to Georgia on another book. I'm not worried about it. Um, but when you think about fucking value. But when it changed. You know what I mean? Bro, it was like as soon as the game ended, it changed and it went from the line went to Alabama plus 120. And this is the same thing that we spoke about when they played Georgia and it was like when Georgia was a, this when we were in LA, and I remember we were with Kyle, and he's like, "If somebody told me that Alabama was a dog, I'm throwing the mortgage on it." Now,
1: it's just different. minds that come from.
0: Different circumstances now, right? Chip game, okay. Georgia's playing a lot better. Defense playing a lot better. Best Fine.
1: wide receivers down. Fine. Best player on offense down. Besides right Young.
0: It's not the same as it was when it was when they played, you know, a month ago. And I'm not saying that it is. But I'm probably going to stick with an Alabama money line bet. And if you want to see what we are betting on, head over to our Twitter page, at 8080podcast. You can click the link tree, and you'll see at the top of the link there is the chalkboard link. Come join it. Chat with us. Tell us what you're betting on for, uh, for the games, and you'll see exactly what we're betting on. So that's chalkboard there. Uh, it's a great way for you guys to communicate with us on an everyday basis on what we're betting on and and just chatting up a storm with us. So we're in there chatting.
1: If you guys want to come chat with us, especially when it comes like when it comes to betting Bama, like who's holding the better ticket here? Right. Like me, my holding my minus one thirty, or you holding your plus one thirty? Like you're gonna say, oh, well, whoever wins is the better ticket. But like realistically, like it's Georgia versus Bama, the national it's championship also, game. Like, you're getting three. It's probably gonna be. Like, you're getting three with Bam right now. I mean, like you, could, I, you could just take that three and just be like, I think Georgia's going to win, but this is three fucking points in this game. It's I also
0: be- have had a lot of people say, like, just if there's a game to stay away from, it's, it's this, this game. one. Just enjoy it. But, like... You can't. Fuck. You buses. know, that's exactly what I'm saying. Bro, it's buses. the national championship Girl, game. Get some, have hair, to, get some fucking hair like, on your chest. I have to bet on this game. Like, I'm not saying that in a degenerate way at all. I'm just saying, like, I just bro, it's the chip game. Like you I don't know. That's remember. like you saying, like, oh, my God. It's, uh, you know... Chiefs Packers in a Super Bowl I'm and it's center, too I'm close. Center. Like I'm gonna not bet. I on the don't Super remember
1: Bowl. the last what? Super Bowl, the last what? NFL playoff game, the last Final Four game, come NHL on. chip, uh, MLB. I don't remember the last big game like this. I've sat out. You got to Grow some hair in your chest and pick a side. Go like, with it and just fucking rip it. Like and
0: I, that's why I'm saying like I don't know if I'm like does the three matter in this game? Oh yeah oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I don't,
0: I don't know, yeah, know yeah, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying with the money line because like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's about, yes, Come it on, bro. Yes it does. Yes it does. Yes, it I
0: don't does. think so. I think they're like either team, if they're going to win, they're
1: going to win by more than three points. Okay. So I, don't, let I, that, I really don't let think that, that. Let that bitch go to an OT and they get to the triple OT and the guys are going for two. Let that bitch go to OT. I... Three
0: points? Three I points wonder, it, I wonder if you can do this in college too. You think you can bet on the on the, um, on the the game going over? Oh, yes, you can. I would do that. Oh,
1: yes, you can. What other I way to end season? I'm going to fucking do that. God damn it. You want to talk about these opt-outs?
0: Yeah, let's go to the opt-outs. You start it um, because... I'm pretty fed up. We're on different sides of this spectrum. Yeah, so... I'm fed up for one reason and one specific team only.
1: But I want, ahead. like, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to this opt-out debate, like, when when it was first happening, like, in the views of just a straight gambler and, like, it's 12 o'clock on a Wednesday, I have nothing to do but watch, like, a decent bowl game, and you're hearing the best players are opting out. I'm fucking pissed. Like, oh... Pause. Before, one
0: second. Uh, LSU and Kansas State played yesterday. Kansas State 42-20. to yep. LSU. Yeah. Yeah, I think we would have liked Ed there to coach that game.
1: Yeah, sorry about it. Bro. Yeah, I mean, and then he's no longer our coach anymore. I think we would still like Ed to be our coach for the first. I just had to mention years. that because I saw the score and uh, that
0: I watched like the first quarter and was like, ah, I'm bored. And then I come back and it's like
1: 42-20. Yeah, I think I think, I think we needed
0: Eddie O. And if you guys want to know our thoughts on Eddie O.,
1: you can check back to the LA yeah, podcast think, as well. I think they'll miss Eddie O. Honestly, in my personal opinion. But when it comes to these opt-outs, like. So, I've had a long time, like I told you guys, like when I'm gambling and all that stuff, and, and people are opting out and it's affecting the lines and you don't know who to take. Like, it's annoying as shit. And you're like, bro, why can't you just play? Like, you get one more chance with your boys. This is one thing I look at. Like, you've been with these guys for two, three, four years, maybe five years, if you're a red shirt transfer guy. Built bonds, roommates, 5 a.m. lifts, you know what I'm saying, 10-hour, two-a-day days total for you guys that don't know, so from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. for these D1 schools for these two-a-days, you build a serious bond with these players, coaches, fan bases, families, the whole nine. So you think... I have one last hoorah. This guy, you know what I'm saying? This second string guy that plays a gunner on punt return, he might go get a job after this. Like He's not going to the league. A couple of guys totally I know. Right a couple of guys, couple I know, guys aren't going to make it. A couple of those guys I'm, I'm playing with. Someone might have got hurt second game of the season. His career is over, but I can go out there with him one last time. I might have played in high school with this dude. We might have played on the same 707 team. Like One last hoorah, that means something. And for, but for people that aren't about to get that $10 million, $5 million, $2 million check with a $1 million signing bonus, it's a whole different mindset and that's kind of what i was tapping into some of these guys come from nothing some of these guys some of these guys families have been homeless mom hasn't single mom not really working a lot of brothers a lot of lot of siblings you know what i mean you're one game away in the most violent sport maybe besides rugby one little twist of an ankle acl we've seen it happen before right. another thing i want to touch on too is coaches opt out coaches been opting out before players. And it doesn't seem to be, in my view, I'd, we need to get a player on this podcast to get their view. But from what I see, I think everyone else is like accepting of it. In my opinion, let's look at Penn State, for example. Brent Pryor doesn't coach the bowl game. I don't think Jaquan Brisker played, but let's say like Jaquan Brisker did play. Notable player for that defense for three years, All-American. I don't think he's going to feel any type of way for, to Brent Pryor for not coaching that game. He's about to go run a program for Virginia Tech and live his dream. But Jaquan Brisker also opted out. I don't think Sean Clifford's feeling some type of way about Jaquan Brisker for not playing that game because he's about to go chase his dream. I'm one game away. One targeting call, one crown down to the helmet. My career might be over, boss. So we have to give the players the same leeway we gave the coaches because before this happened with the players, I don't think we were on the coaches' ass as as much.
0: Well, we were a little bit when we did the Mega Millions podcast with Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly only because I said my thoughts on Lincoln Riley. I mean, in that podcast. Bro, you got one. You got a bowl game to go. Why don't you just finish it out?
1: To be honest, and I feel like we've given the coaches more leeway than we should have. I feel like it's worse on a coach to not coach his final game of his team than a player not to play. In my, I don't know. You're a leader. We're in a groove with you. Like obviously, a you player, you're a big time player. But like, you came to my home, recruited me. You met my family, told them you were going to do this for me, X, Y, and Z. You're going to lead me here, and then I might have my last game with you or. I might be a sophomore. This is my second year. I'm finally getting a start, and we're finally building our relationship. And now you're dipping, and I can't even get one more. That's why it brings this whole new thing. I think it's something with college that is being accepted, but I'm going to let you get into it because there's another thought about Kirk that we got to get into.
0: Yeah, because I was, and and we'll go to Kirk, and then I'll give kind of my thoughts on everything. Um, But so for those that don't know, ESPN college football analyst Kirk Herbstreet said on college game day um, for these bowl games that it's more or less that these kids don't love the game of football if they're going to opt out, right? And there's a clip of him saying, like, you know, if you're going to opt out early, you don't love the game enough, yada, 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 right? So that clip gets tweeted out by ESPN College Football, and Shannon Sharp quotes that tweet of the video and the clip of Kirk saying all that. And he brings up the point that Manny just made. And he basically tweets out saying that, you know, what about the coaches, though? You had Lincoln Riley, you had Brian Kelly, named a couple others as well. Those guys dropped out as well and opted out, whatever you want to call
1: it. Huge coaches. I mean, Brent Venable's opted out. Brent so said.
0: his message was, why don't we say they don't love the game as well? And I don't think Sharp was kind of sitting there saying like, you know, let's go. Like I don't think he was on the side of bashing the kids 100%. at all. 100%. Or even but the coaches. But he was maybe understanding it. But then he was saying, well, we also have to look at these guys too. Don't kill the kids. Exactly. Don't crush the kids. And, and 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 the players as well, go with the coaches because they're literally doing the same thing, but we're not mentioning that.
1: but I will say one thing though, all situations are very, very different, and one thing I'll rebound to you true. we don't know, I can't judge someone else's past, but player like i'll just i'm gonna use two players for example, let's use Kenneth Walker and let's use Kenny Pickett mm-hmm.
0: Well, before we do that, let's use the know. money as
1: well for the coaches. No, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You I'm know, just like saying, if the coach are getting $100 I'm just, million, dollars, I'm leaving. This is completely hypothetical. This right. is completely hypothetical. I'm just saying. I'm not even going to say Kenneth Walker and, and Kenny Vicker. I'm just going to say player X and player Y. Player X could come from nothing. This could be his chance. Could have been slept on, three-star, two-star recruit. Maybe he had to go to Juco, transfer in, finally get his spot. He had a great senior year. Now he can go to the draft. I might not doubt. You know what I mean? Player Y. I went to prep school in high school. My family has some backing. I've done excellent in school. I built relationships with these guys for four years. I've had some. I've had to play. I had to earn my spot. There was none of that coming in. That was my guy. My roommate's still playing. The head coach that came to my house is still playing. The OC that came to my house is still playing. And I'm gonna. I. Mean,
0: I'll I don't know. We had two of the best players in the. We had two of the best players in the. Chick Fil A Peach Bowl between MSU and Pitt opt out. That's what we had. Two of the best players in that, and then this is why like it pisses me off so much. I'm not necessarily worried about um, guys on a, on a team like Georgia or guys on a team like Bama. Now listen, they wouldn't do that because both of those teams are most likely going to be in the College Football Playoff. I'm talking about teams that are lower tier. So for example, let's take Pitt. When was the last time they were ranked to end a season? When was the last time? No, long time. 2009, they were 15. They played in the, the, I don't even know how to pronounce it, the Key Car Care Bowl, and they beat UNC. 2009, that was the last time the end of the season ranked. The next season, they came out as, uh, they came ranked, they came out as, as uh, 10 or 12, and they lost the first game to Utah, and they were unranked again. But think about that. The last time that they were ranked, to end the season, to go into a bowl game, was 2009. We're in 2022 here, ladies and gentlemen. So now you get a game in a bowl game and in a much bigger bowl game, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, against Michigan State. And Prime you are time. a 12. You're a 12 this year. ACC this- champs. ACC champs, you're a 12, right? I mean, couldn't be better for Pitt, right? Cinderella dream season. Clemson sucks. It's like, okay, we can go 11-3, and we can go in the ACC, which they did. And you're playing a number 10-ranked MSU. Big game for Pitt. When was the last time, like I said, when was the last time you saw Pitt in this big of a game, right? I, I'm livid for Pitt because they win this game if Kenny Pickett is on the field. They win this game. We had a sophomore quarterback coming in and throw for 149. Lowest right. amount of yards that got hurt. Most amount of yards that Kenny Pickett had this year that was relatively close to that was 203. And that's the least amount of passing yards he had in a single game this season. If Kenny Pickett is on this field, they win this game. So, well,
1: <laughs> Kenny Pickett was in the booth. And see,
0: that's the fucking problem. That's the fucking Kenny problem. Kenny Pickett
1: was in the booth. How can you out. watch?
0: I, see, I, I've, I've lost even more respect for Kenny Pickett. How can you sit there and watch your team? Your team that you would have won if you were out Been there. Been for a couple years. You sat there and you watched them lose the game on a pick six. I, how, what were you saying? Well, what did you say? Well, did you say I could have made a better throw? Because you shouldn't have. Because you could have been out there and they would have won that game. So you sat there for the last time you ever would have going to go play with these guys ever again. Well, like you said, the relationships that you made, the 5 a.m. lifts, you're probably not going to talk to many of these guys ever again because you won't see them because you're going to get ready for the NFL and you're going to go play in an NFL team and you'll be locked into the NFL. When are you going to talk to these guys? Maybe the offseason, right? How can you sit there and watch your team lose like that 31-21? in a bowl game where we win that bowl game. And now I don't know what's going to happen with Pitt next season. How can you have the, I don't even know, like, what is it? Is it like the, the, the moral gratitude or like, how is that good for your conscience that you, you actually showed your face of the game in the box and you watched them lose? Go watch at home. That's what pissed me off more. You want to opt the fuck out in a, in, in a team that relatively, has not really been good enough to be in these games. And they were this year, and you you, you, you failed them. You bailed on them, you failed them, and you let the team down. This is on Kenny Pickett. I'm <laughs> livid at Kenny Pickett. You're, it's not like, Kenneth Walker, you're different, bro. Like, your team was fine. Uh, you're an all-star. This is your quarterback who's supposed to lead this team to a bowl game, a bowl win. Bro, it's yeah, one game. I don't want to hear the injury shit, bro. Like, you did a fake slide and almost got your head taken off, okay? So, I don't want to hear the bullshit injury stuff. Same it's how- one game. Sam Howley knocked out. People are going to go Matt look at, at this out. game. And, and like, also, you're in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, so what if you ball the fuck out? What if, you throw, what if you throw for 403? And then your scouts are like, well, we're in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl against, we're not in the Car Care Bowl, we're in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl against Michigan State. And this is how he performed? Let me write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Maybe you can improve some other stuff. Maybe get some other looks because now you're playing in a big time game, right? It's not. It's not an ACC championship game. It's a big time bowl game. It's not a regular season game where we're gonna go look at the tape. There, let's go look how he played on one of the biggest stages. On one of the biggest stages in college football. Let's go look at that game. How did he perform? How did he control himself? How did he stay composed? Right? Let's go look at those things. All these things that add up for for scouts. Kenny, you just you failed me because you you lost me because your team was not in this position to be successful when you failed them. You could have won this game, and you would have won this game. And people are going to say, well, it's not just about the game. It's not about the poll game. Yes, it is. For a fucking school like Pitt, this is their Super Bowl. ACC Championship, sure. We're in a pitch bowl, guys. Wake up, Kenny. I'm done with you, bro. Good luck in the NFL. But just know the fact that you showed your face at that game in the, in, in, in the box and you watched your team lose. I wonder what those kids on that field think about you now. You you just, you just came and watched me lose. And you could have been there and played and helped us win. You're not a team player. I don't care how long you were at Pitt. I don't care what you did for the regular season. I don't care you were ACC Championship. You're not a team player. Not a team player. Now again, my final thought. Different teams, different players, it makes sense. Okay? I understand that. I'm not going to say it makes sense. I'm going to say I understand it. But for a lower-tier football school like Pitt, where usually Clemson's coming out, running the ACC, this is your year to shine, and you failed them. That's what I don't
1: understand. That's what I won't get. Done. I understand where you're coming from, but... (sighs) Like I said, we just don't know Kenny Pickett. We don't know him. We don't, know him. we don't know. We don't know. We don't know him at all. He threw for forty-three hundred yards his, this season. We don't know his boys. Play the ball game. Understand Forty-three hundred yards. We don't know his boys. We don't know none of that. True. Maybe there was bad blood. I don't know. They could have been cool. You never like sometimes, and you've been around it, close friends. Like you might have been in a situation where. Okay, this is going to help my boy out. This might hurt me in the short term, but yo, my boy's about to eat. Like, yeah, bro, go ahead. Like, in back of my mind, I'm like, no, like, all right, this fucking sucks, but yo, go ahead, bro, do your thing. It could be that kind of thing. Like, you're about to go to the fucking league. And when you really sit down That's and it. think about it, like, damn, yeah, I was five years old, six years old, seven years old, and I was dreaming about going to the league. Like, I might be a right guard, transferring my last year. I'm going to go get a job. But like, I want my boy to go eat. Like, he's not going to. For- like you said, he might not ever talk about them again, talk to them again, or like for a while, because they'll talk again. I mean, sure, like, yeah, yeah. that's a bond that will never be broken. I still talk to guys I played with in fr- freshman year. So, I mean, that's a bond that will never be broken. It's just it, it hurts me because it's like sometimes it's like, damn, bro. Some of those guys are gonna look back at that. Let's say the guy that go has to go work an office job now for like 10, 15 years. Someone asks about his past, like, yeah, yeah, I paid for pit. Like, he thinks about his last game and he's like, damn, we kinda had like probably one of the best pit teams ever, but we could ever have broken. And it sucks, but like Not every, you always can't, you can't always, especially as an athlete, you can't always make the decision that's going to please everybody. Because at the end of the day, it's just you. Yeah. It's just you out there. And like, it's, it's a wild game. You're one play away. And I I hate coming from that standpoint, like some dark, like, oh, you're one play away from me. Seriously. But you really, I mean, you are. are. You're right.
0: So, I mean, I mean What I'm, my point is. What is
1: bullshit, though? My fault. Uh, This is, what is bull, Kirk Herbstreet. If you opt out of a ball game, you don't love fucking football.
0: Yeah, it was dumb. I don't mean
1: I think what he think was, about you're opting. I'm opting out to go sign my life away to go play 10 more years somewhere, five more, four years somewhere else in a more violent league.
0: Yeah, like I don't necessarily agree with his. I understand what he was trying to say, but the delivery of it was, was awful. was very this is another point. uneducated.
1: This is another point. ESPN, get more workers. Kirk Herbstreet was doing the Rose Bowl game on the West Coast, had to fly to do that show. The and he's fucking delusional, probably. He's probably tired as his dick. He's yeah, probably a little more rational. Right, right. Let's get some more workers. So Kirk, why is we Kirk do Hershey, respect you. We just hate what you said. Why is Kirk Hershey called a game on a Thursday, doing the Rose Bowl Friday, flying to a game day on a Monday morning and asked to take about a bolt? His eyes were red. You can see it in the video. His eyes were a little red. He looking a little... Uh, but still, watch your mouth, boss. You know what I mean? Because you know that's, that's I mean? the thing, too. I mean, but I understand but, what he's but, trying but, to say. Let's, let's get some more people out here. More and you know also,
0: I mean? like, let's understand, like... Don't come at me for uh for for saying the stuff about Kenny. I'm more, and I'm gonna say it again, just so everybody understands, and then we're at you. Situations are different. It's the fact that it's the team pit. Alabama is different. Georgia is different. We ain't Michigan.
1: Out of lava. We ain't out of lava. Lava Michigan
0: is different. These teams are way different. But again, I'm saying it for the final time. Pitt usually is not supposed to come out of the ACC. Pitt is not supposed to get into a Peach Bowl. So don't fail him then. That's the point I'm trying to make. If it was Bryce Young dipping, which would never happen. Which would never <laughs> Games happen. Games
1: dependent. Game dependent.
0: Now, right. Sure. If Alabama is not in the college football playoff.
1: They probably don't give a shit. I don't know. Most
0: of those players are getting ready to go. Yeah. Totally understandable. Totally
1: understandable. Because we're in a different league see. Pitt, we're in a different, Georgia, we have different standards. George's I mean, that could be different. I here. could be wrong, but George's coming into the season, first first meeting of the year, Natty Chip, wherever that place, wherever that stadium's at that year, they have it on the wall, everyone taps they in the living room, Natty Chip. Pitt, what they do, I would assume. Now, they could be saying Natty Chip just to get the little spices going, but for real, for real, it's yo, let's win the fucking ACC. This is where the ACC chips get in play, let's tap this every way out. So, if Georgia doesn't make the College Football Playoff and they're playing in, let's say, the Peach Bowl or a low-key New York Six Bowl, yeah, I'm fucking opting out. Well, you know, out. You're
0: probably, you probably, you, might be right on that too, but because Pitt? maybe that was the Super
1: Bowl for them, the ACC Championship. Maybe, maybe it was like our goal is fuck the ball game. It's ACC. We're gonna chip. win the ACC yeah, Championship. Exactly. Maybe that was it, and then we might get in the College Football Playoff with ACC Chip, and after that, it might have been like, all right, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. That's I, from experience, like. When you're a team that's about to compete for a chip, it's like, yeah, let's get the chip. And if you're a team that's kind of a French team, it's like, yo, let's just win the league, boys. Let's finally win the league. Hit
0: line betters. Sorry, Goss, I took him live. Andrew Goss, bro.
1: I took him hey, live too, boss. I
0: you love know, I, the bet. I took them live. Blame Kenny Pickett
1: before I took them live right before the drive where Michigan State came down. They threw that the, the the touchdown to the tight end. He goes up there and grabs. He gets hit in the back. At that point in time, I knew it was completely fucking chalked. Joke. Third string QB in. Kenny, you know what I mean. If you cared about my banker a little bit, Kenny, you probably would have played. But it's
0: I mean, you know what I mean, it's all good, bro. Get the bag. That's bro. the difference, though. Like, hey,
1: win me my money back with some NFL props, and so we can call it even. Fact.
0: Call it fucking even. We like it's it, the the difference here is it's the standards, right? So if you look at Alabama, if they're not in the College Football Playoff, they certainly don't give a shit. Neither does most of the fans watching, so they want to go see them in the, in the in the College Football Playoff competing for the chip. So understandably, those players will get ready for the draft. Totally understand that. That's the Alabama standard. Pitt is unbelievably different in so many astronomical ways, right? Everybody can agree to that. So the point is, Pitt needs to win these big games, bring the morale boost for the next season. Alabama doesn't need to give a shit about it because they don't. When they're not in it, it doesn't matter. This is the last thing, and I probably said it. I'm probably broken record at this point. Pitt's a different team; they're a lesser team in a way that they're not a college football playoff team. Did they win the ACC? Sorry, Piffin. Sorry, bro. Like, sorry. But I'm saying is, you win these games. We finished what, twelve and three? Cool. That's a great season. You won the ACC and you won the Peach Bowl, and we played extra week. <laughs> They
1: put extra week. This, they put extra season, extra end of season.
0: So it's different from these top four, top five, top six teams because they have different standards. Maybe the pit standard was, like you said, maybe it was to win the ACC and that's it. But just remember, final note last time Pitt was ranked to end the season was 2009. They were 15. This year, 2022, they were 12. Why don't we go finish on a high note? Nobody has that same mindset. Kenny Pickett certainly doesn't. We're getting the fuck out of here. I think that's a good ending. I'm not gonna, Kenny. I don't know. I don't know what to say, you to
1: know, Kenny. You know, Kenny, Kenny. I hope we don't. I hope you don't take this as a burn bridge, Kenny. Because if you want, one day you want to hop on the show, just don't take this. You know what I mean? He, emotional. Just, no, we could cause I would you know love for that because I
0: would love to hear what your actual thoughts are. That's all. Hundred <laughs> percent. Love to hear what you got to say. We appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in for uh, this first co- podcast back in a little while. Dealing with some sickness here. Obviously, we're right in the in the, uh, in the COVID surge again. Mm. Right around this time last year, I had COVID. And we almost got it again literally the same time, about a couple weeks ago. So we were down for the count. We are back. Had some COVID scares here and there. Um, but we, we, are, we are back to recording. If you want to follow us on our Twitter page, head over to at ADED Podcast and our Instagram at ADED Pod. TikTok is kind of on a surge right now. You really won't see the same content on the TikTok that you are seeing on Twitter and Instagram. So go give that a follow. We are seeing some new followers come in, which is pretty cool. It's just the name of the show, the All Day Everyday Show. Um, Facebook page is the same. You guys know that. And Apple Podcasts, if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, I know we have some YouTube watchers. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can scroll to the bottom and there's a rating there. You can give it a five-star rating. And if you want to write a little note, that'd be great. And again, this is all stuff that helps push the show. And help support the show and everything that we're doing. And like I said, in this content creation world, let's go YouTube, baby!
1: If you made it to the end of the video. Appreciate you guys rocking with us, man. Please leave a like, comment, subscribe with that notification bell to keep up with everything we drop. New shits coming. LA vlogs on the way. Tea parties from Auburn on the way. You already know how we fucking do it over here at the All Day Everyday Show offices. And it's the boys signing off.
0: Also, um, we might be trying to get together for this. Uh, national championship game, so we'll send you guys something. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs. You can call me All Day AJ. See you boys after the chip. Go Bama!